One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Megan Gilger, and welcome to the Fresh Exchange Podcast. Guys, it's May. It's like maybe the best month. Like, not really, but June and July are great. September and October are my favorites, okay? But May is so exciting. It feels like we've we've arrived, you know, no matter what the weather does, it feels like we have arrived. But I wanted to get on today because it seems like there's this conversation going on that makes me like very sad. This isn't a sad podcast, but this concept is sad to me. So this whole talk about raised beds and everybody thinking, okay, we need to do Cedar, well, cedar's super expensive. So you know what? This isn't the year I'm going to make a garden. Stop it right there. Okay. We're going to still make gardens. We're going to grow gardens. I don't want you to think because materials are expensive that we can't grow a garden. Okay. I did a little survey a little while ago on Instagram to just find out what are you guys using this year for materials? Because cedar is super expensive. And cedar is the traditional type of wood that you use. You do not want to use treated materials because they can leach chemicals into the soil. So cedar naturally seals itself and how it just functions and works. It's what we use for decking um, typically, and it it's a great product to use for your wood raised beds. But you don't have to make wood raised beds, first of all. Do they look good? Sure. You also don't have to use cedar to do raised beds. You can use other things. And so I wanted to just do a quick podcast today to just kind of give you some ideas to maybe rethink this whole thing, because I don't want you to feel that you can't grow a garden because you you can't afford the materials. We can get creative. We can do this. And let me just like toss this whole thing on its head and say you don't have to grow in raised beds. Okay. Raised beds are great, but they're not essential to growing a garden. 
Okay. So first of all, let's talk materials. If you're dead set on growing in raised beds, maybe there's reasons. Maybe you don't have great soil. Maybe you are worried about what is in the soil that you would be growing in. Anything like that. Maybe you just like the aesthetics of it. I think that's great. But if you want to do them, cedar is going to cost you a lot. There are other ways you can get around getting some wood that would maybe be cheaper. Maybe if instead of going to big lumber stores, you went to a local sawmill, you might have to drive out of your town, maybe drive an hour or so away, find a sawmill that purchases local trees, uh, and that's what you where you get your wood. I have heard that's cheaper. Some other alternatives, I've heard of some people starting to use untreated pine, which is not going to last very long. But what you can do is use it for a few years, then you could actually mulch it and or use it for firewood down the road if it's untreated and then replace it once maybe some of these materials become more affordable, if they do. And we can, you know, think about it that way. There are other types of wood. I do not suggest looking at pallets. I do not suggest looking at all these other things. Now, you can also do things like create them out of fallen trees. You can make borders and perimeters using fallen trees that maybe are around you or your neighbor has, or you go see an arborist and say, you know what, I need a bunch of logs that are this length. You know, they're eight feet long and four feet long. And that would be what I like. There's many times these arborists are able to give you those, if especially if you see them like working on underneath power lines, things like that. They just want to get rid of them things. They don't really need it personally. So you can usually find somebody that has fallen wood that isn't rotted yet. And that can also buy you some time. And you can just use them as a whole log. You don't have to like mill them or anything like that. You can just use them as is to create your borders, fill them in. It does absolutely work. And it looks beautiful too in a very like rustic way. Some other things you can do is you can actually create it out of hay bales. Like you can use hay bales. I know it's not sexy, but you know, you can do it. The other things you could consider are steel or purchasing. Some people have said that purchasing cedar raised beds is cheaper. Um, another idea is actually using cinder blocks or bricks. Sometimes if you go on like Facebook marketplace or Craigslist, you can find people that are getting rid of these things or they're on the side of the road. Obviously you just want to watch out for like lead paint, things like that. But for the most part, like you can utilize these things to make perimeters for your raised beds. And then you could either cover them in cement or anything like that. You could also do a board form cement style raised bed and create a raised bed out of board form cement where you like build the form out of wood that is not great, not beautiful, not maybe it's got problems, anything like that. You can still use wood that way. You can also um, take, there's, you know, like the aluminum like sheets that you can get. Those are, I've heard pretty inexpensive right now still, and you can utilize those to create a shape or a raised bed with pine untreated. And you can do that. These are all options and we can keep going in this way. Like there's also a lot of, you know, types of raised beds online and that you can buy like the Vego ones, the, um, 
uh, Epic Gardener sells a type of raised bed. Gardeners has some, you know, there's these different types of raised beds that are made out of powder coated aluminum, which could be a really great option. I've heard great things. Our community members have talked about using them. So there are lots of material options besides the wood. Now, it's not just the cost of the raised bed itself. It's also the cost of the soil. Soil and soil amendments and fertilizers and peat and like all these things are most likely in the soil that you would be buying to put into your raised bed have gone out, gone up exponentially, whether it's demand, whether it's because they don't have the materials themselves that they make the soil and com compost out of that they have to purchase in order to do the work has gone up. There's multitudes of reasons why everything is expensive. So there's re like, I have my own compost, but it's still not as good as if I buy compost from somebody else. It's getting there. It takes a good amount of time to produce the amount of compost we need to use in our garden. So it is a lot of work, but we can fill our raised beds with things that are cheaper. So you can fill it with a mix of topsoil and compost. Uh, topsoil you can usually find screened. Uh, most local places like, uh, you know, a landscaping place or anything like that, you can call a landscaping company. Typically they have a resource and they can do a delivery for you and bring it. And you mix that in with your compost. You can also put mulch into fill most of your bed with mulch or fallen trees, things like that, cardboard. All of those things can be utilized to fill the raised bed and build soil nutrients in underneath that compost and topsoil that you're putting on top. And so you're only really using three to four inches of compost and topsoil and the rest of it is mulch and sticks and twigs and like thinking about a layering effect to fill, you know, a good six inches or more, depending on how deep your raised bed is. So the deeper your raised bed, the more cost you could have in terms of materials in not just building it that high, but also filling it. So these are things to think about. I, and you don't have to do them that tall. Like you could also do it like we did where ours are only six inches tall. It depends on what you want, but I don't really grow tomatoes in those. You, I can, I have, um, they do better in our in-ground beds than they do in our raised beds because I just think that they like how the soil works in our, in our in-ground beds. And I don't know. So you don't have to make them as tall. On that note of doing in-ground beds, you can do in-ground beds. Okay. We don't have to do raised beds. Sure. It takes time to build that soil. Sure. It isn't immediate, but as we get into gardening, the deeper we dig into it, the more we connect to nature, we start to realize that nature takes time. Things in our life take time. You know, we go through periods, fallow periods and non-fallow periods and blooming seasons and all of these things. So if it, that is what I love about having in-ground beds is understanding the process, understanding it takes time. And so I'm here to vote for forget the raised beds, if you can, and just do some in-ground beds. Let's do it. And I'm supposed to put some raised beds in this year and for some content. And I, I'm debating about not doing it. I, I truly, and just ditching the whole effort and doing it a little different. 
And you know what? I'm just going to convince myself right now that that's what we're doing. We're just going to do it different. I actually have come to love creating our in-ground beds. You know, you lay your mulch down and everything for the pass. And then in the ground, we start with cardboard and mulch. And then we put it in mulch just being cedar or not cedar, um, pine bark, which is a byproduct of just, you know, pine processing. And it doesn't have any dyes. It doesn't have anything in it. And then we put the compost on top and we just plant, we just go. And it's so easy. There's no tilling. You know, if you got soil or you got grass where you're going to do it, you don't even have to remove it. You just put the cardboard on top and then you just layer the stuff on. And there's tons of research about this and like tons of research about how we don't have to be tilling our ground and doing all this stuff. And I beg to say that maybe this is the best thing for the environment. Maybe the world saying that cedar is massively expensive is a sign that maybe we can rethink some of this. Whenever things like this happen in my life, I always start asking, what is the simplest answer to this? The simplest answer is not to do raised beds. And maybe it's a, a way of pushing us into understanding that we don't have to make it like this, that maybe we don't have to have these perfectly graveled pathways with, um, raised beds that are painted black. And like, you know, I know Pinterest, Instagram shows you all of this and it's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I am all about beauty, but there's also something beautiful about choosing the simpler, the the least resistant path, which the least resistant path would be utilizing the cardboard that's coming in your mail with the things you bought online and you lay it down you get some cheap mulch from your local landscaping company or your arborist that's coming to clean up some trees in your yard for the city and buying that compost that is going to cost you a little bit, but it's only $200 versus $600 that you're going to spend to even like think about filling those raised beds. And maybe it's also a sign that you need to go smaller this year. All of it. I know we are. And we're not adding in the field that I hope to add. That'll be next year. We're going to prep it so that we can have it next year, but it's just going to be that. It's simply going to be prepping it. That's it. And I just think I'm here to vote for the fact, Mike and I have this thing. He uses it in his design stuff. You know, he's a product designer. And so he uses his whole saying of what is the most simple and natural. Simple being like the distilling down to the absolute necessary and natural being the least resistant path. And so if you can remove the friction and distill down to exactly what you need, you then create the thing that is the, you know, easiest way to go about something. And so in this situation, instead of trying to push in and say, we're going to make this happen, even if it costs a lot of money or, you know, I'm not going to do this at all because it's too expensive and this is the way it needs to be done. What if we just rethought it? What if we distilled the idea? What if we thought outside the box? And that's what I want to encourage you. So today, because I don't want you to not grow a garden because it's too expensive. People have been growing gardens with nothing. Without, I mean, I remember our first garden, we were making 
nothing, literally. We were so broke. And seeds are cheap. Soil is not. You need the soil, but you don't have to buy the materials for the raised bed. And we grew a garden with just a few bags of soil. And it was not the good stuff, man. I didn't know much of what I know now. But I went and bought some cheap soil and we grew stuff. And we just like did it right there in the ground. (laughs) And it was weedy and it was messy. But I learned so much in that process. And so I want you guys to think maybe challenges are meant to be embraced, meant to be seen. And then we go from there, you know? So anyways, that's my soapbox today, I guess. That's what I'm really getting at. And I really hope that this kind of challenges you. This is my favorite part of the garden is that there's always a problem. There's always something to solve. And it continues to help us refine our beliefs and our systems of what we find valuable and necessary in the world. And I love that. So I I think it's always good to come back to that and always have those reminders. So we can do a lot with a little. We just got to choose what the lot is. (laughs) and then we can make the most of it. So, okay, my friends, if you have thoughts and ideas, I would love to hear them. You can send me a message on Instagram, or you can always email me. It's wonderful to talk to you today. We are going to kick off into local eating talk. We're going to talk a lot about it. So I'm, we're going to talk about gardening, but I think we got to dig into some local eating ideas too, because we're going to be, I, I just want to counter some things that I'm seeing a little bit. I want to, I don't want to pick a fight, but I want to, I want to help us always rethink some of these things because there's other options. There's other answers and I don't see it as black and white as I think a lot of the world wants or Instagram and social media wants us to believe. I'm here to kind of voice the gray area, the both and I love the both and. It's such a good answer to so many things. So anyways, we'll be talking about that. And as always, you are welcome to join our community to jump in. It is open at all times. You choose when you're ready. But we are talking about these topics such as raised bed materials or even filling our raised beds. We're talking about all of that right now. So you can always jump in and join. You just follow the link in our show notes and you can pick a subscription that is right for you and your life. Until then, my friends. I'll see you out there. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.